More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck, And I'm Lisa Popcheck, And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Today on More to Life, what do you need? Why is it so hard to get some people to listen when we tell them our needs? Are you struggling to get others to respect your needs? Let us help you find your voice. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical, theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You are listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. And I'm Lisa Popchak. And today our show is titled, What Do You Need? How many, how many people actually ask you that in the course of the day? Other than, you know, the barista at your favorite coffee shop. What do you need today? It's kind of nurturing about, when you think about it. Well, I think, I, you know, I'm going to just cut aside. I think that's half the reason coffee shops are such a big deal. Because somebody actually looks you right in the eye over the counter and says, what do you need today? Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, human connection. You care. Somebody loves oh. me. <laughs> I mean, the reality is people don't ask us, what do you need? And uh, we need to get in the habit of doing that for each other. But 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 as Christians, we often feel guilty for having needs, and certainly doubly so for expressing them or, God forbid, expecting other people to actually respond to them. We want to address that challenge today on More to Life and ask you the question, you know, what? why is it so hard to get some people to listen to our needs? Why is it hard to express those needs? If you're struggling to feel satisfied with your life or relationships, if the people around you tend to be dismissive or clueless about your needs or concerns, if you feel guilty having needs, much less asking others to help you meet them, or you're confused about what even constitutes a need and whether yours are important enough to get them met, we want to help you find the abundance that comes from learning to listen to God speaking to you through your needs and desires of your heart. The number to call is 877-573-7825. Let's let's just be honest here. There are a lot of people who are listening right now who have that old-fashioned record scratch sound going on in their heads. Wait a minute. What, they're looking at their screen. Am I, am I on my favorite Catholic station? <laughs> am I listening? Wait, what? Catholics are allowed to have needs? Uh, uh, wait, aren't we just supposed to die to ourselves? Aren't we supposed to offer it up? Aren't we supposed to have holy suffering? Aren't we? Aren't we? Aren't we? I mean, and and I would just jump in for a quick second. There's yes, a, there's a There is a there is a place for that, and there is something that those things mean something spiritually, and they're yes. they're important spiritually, but they don't mean necessarily what most people think they mean. Yes. I'll just say that as a side. We'll come back to that. Yeah, let's later wrap on around the show. that because I think this is something that is truly catching people's sideways glance at their radio saying wait a minute this doesn't sound 
like it should sound to me. What are they talking about? Maybe it resonates in you a little bit. Maybe you can't get somebody to help with anything that you need in life. Every, anything from picking up a sock off the floor to getting to know who you really are, honoring who you are spiritually in your life, respecting you coming alongside of you in any way shape or form and you're hearing this and you're saying well I didn't know that was okay to really need so I've just been pushing it aside because I think it's a better display of who I am as a Christian and so why would I ever think that I need anything so are you struggling to get your needs met to even acknowledge your needs Do you feel guilty having a need much less telling people about it are you confused about what even constitutes a need uh, versus, say, a want, quote-unquote, and whether your needs are really important enough to, to get them met? If you're feeling that dissatisfaction in your life or relationship that comes from you know, consistently not getting your needs met, that is not necessarily a path to holiness. Uh, and let's talk about how to address that and find ways to acknowledge your needs, express your needs, and, and get your needs Met. And I will say that some, it's not only not a path to holiness, sometimes it can really be a path to hell. Because when we deny ourselves so much that we deny every need that God has created in us, we're giving Satan free reign to make us need to meet our needs in unhealthy ways, to feel anger and even rage and break relationships over not getting our needs met or because we're feeling so toxic inside. So we have to be really careful when we assess these needs. Yeah, so um, one of the reasons we're talking about this, um, I came across an article by uh, Meredith Ethington on The Forge, um, just, just actually a little while ago, um, all about the struggle that moms in particular have with this. And I, but I think it does apply to almost everybody. I think it applies to everybody, but I think especially moms. But, but uh, you know, so I'm going to put this out there and see what you all think about this reflection that she has. Again, this is Melissa Ethington in The Forge. Um, she says, As women, we have a tendency to think that any time for ourselves is the equivalent of self-care. It's not. Self-care, as psychologist Agnes Wainman explains, is something that refuels us rather than takes from us. She says, Does going to the bathroom alone really refuel you? <laughs> How about taking a 15-minute power nap after being up all night with a colicky child? I'm guessing the answer is a big fat no. She goes on to say, Moms, let's stop pretending we're getting self-care when we're not. It's damaging to our own self-being. I had a full 45 minutes to grocery shop alone this morning. Why do I still feel so awful? It's sending the wrong message to those around us. When we label a trip to the drive through coffee shop as self-care, our family always thinks that that's all we need to refuel and recharge and survive. And we're subconsciously modeling for our kids that it's okay, even good, for someone to ignore their needs. In my experience, this isn't necessarily a problem for men, she goes on to say. My husband, for example, knows that mowing the yard alone isn't his self-care. Instead, he recognizes that self-care is deliberately planning time for himself to do something physical, like going on a bike ride or taking a hike. It's intentional. It serves him. She says, look, it's fine if you really, really love going to Target alone, but that's not the same thing. Buying more underwear and dishwashing soap is not self-care. Sitting down to eat a meal or have a cup of coffee is not self-care. Going to the bathroom is not self-care. <laughs> Chasing after a toddler at the park is not exercise you can call self-care. Taking a sick day when you're sick is not self-care. 
and folding laundry while listening to an audiobook is not self-care. It's just multitasking. Anybody else raising a giant <laughs> hand here? Because full self-disclosure, <laughs> I'm seeing myself all over this. And I, I have bought into a lot of this. How do you get things done and still feed yourself? I am the laundry audiobook person i am i am the, i and, and anybody who's ever come to one of our talks is laughing at me right now because i have often said in our talks when we're talking about the love list exercise mm -hmm. that, that we encourage oh, sure. couples to do yeah. and we've done that er, when early days when we had toddlers running around me constantly i would actually write on my love list i just want to go to the bathroom alone without anybody knocking on the door or sticking their little fingers under the door and it was like the most <laughs> romantic thing you could give me and i'm i'm reading this article and i'm thinking Oh, I really thought I had look, it all together. Uh, look, I mean, you know, those and those are not bad things, right? I mean, no, it's get, okay having having somebody to them. to give you that space to do those little things is fine. But the author's point, and I think our point today is that needs are actually much broader than we tend to think they are. And I think the theology of the body can teach us a lot about this topic. Yeah, sure, because we all have a tendency to beat up on ourselves for having needs, especially moms, as this author is talking about. And we tell ourselves that good or holy people just don't have needs, or at least they shouldn't acknowledge them, especially if we're moms. We think it's selfish to advocate for ourselves, but the theology of the body reminds us that human beings are embodied beings, that God speaks to us through our needs. From this perspective of the theology of the body, biology is theology. Biologists tell us that a need is not simply what's required for survival, although so many of us are living in that, but rather it's what's required for homeostasis, optimal functioning, where all of our systems are working in harmony with each other and our environment. God created us to function optimally. As St. Irenaeus put it, the glory of God is man fully alive. God built our needs into us, not so that we could simply survive, but thrive. We develop healthy communion with others by listening to each other's needs and responding fully to each other's needs so that we can foster each other's flourishing. The closeness that results from this dynamic is intimacy. That sense that because I am well cared for by you, it is safe for me to reveal myself to you. Now, look, it's true that we can't always get exactly what we need, exactly how and when we want it. And that's fine. That's a reality of life. And yes, self-discipline is a virtue. But it's also important to remember that godly self-discipline doesn't require us to simply deny our needs or pretend we don't have them. What, it, what dying to ourselves really is about is first listening to our needs, but then seeking God's grace to help us express and meet those needs in a manner that is pleasing to him. By not just going with the first impulse and rolling over everybody mm -hmm. to get what we need, when we want it, and how we want it, and exactly the way we want it. I want you to just, can you just restate that? Because I think there are a lot of people who are driving or whatever, and they need to hear that one more time. Absolutely. Dying to ourselves does not mean denying our needs. 
It means acknowledging those needs, but then bringing them to God and saying, Lord, teach me how to meet them in a way that is pleasing to you. And that is that path to holiness that I was talking about, where if we don't do that, then we can fall in. Satan can use it to tempt us. Oh, you need needs? Just go out every night of the week and go to a bar or a gym or whatever and ignore your relationships under your roof. Ignore the things that you really do need to to be fostering for the well-being of everyone in your life and yourself. You know, oh, you're you're not feeling fulfilled, just go out and have an affair or do something that's, that's immoral. There are so many ways that Satan's going to crawl into those needs that we have and tell us to 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 meet them in an unhealthy way to quell them in an unhealthy way but they'll never actually meet that need because it's unhealthy so it's by learning to listen to our needs to seek god's counsel for how to address them and then advocate for those needs in in healthy ways that's how we discover healthier godlier approaches to life and relationships and united with grace we can come to understand that the physical Emotional, spiritual, relational needs we have are the voice of the Holy Spirit, you know, gently reminding us of what it takes to live a healthy, integrated, abundant life and, and to work toward making our world what God wants it to be. You know, ultimately, being a Christian isn't any more about just being nice than it is about being antagonistic. It's about learning how to meet needs in a way that is healthy and respects the needs of those around us and that's not easy to do Mm -mm. so that's what we're here to talk about today what do you need why is it so hard to get some people to listen or even to state our needs are you struggling with feeling satisfied in your life or relationships well maybe it's because your needs aren't being met what's it going to take to get out of your own way or to get the people around you to really listen to those needs Uh, Do the people around you tend to be dismissive of your concerns or clueless about your needs? Do you feel guilty even having needs, much less expressing them or expecting others to help you with them? Maybe, you know, you're hearing us and you're you're still maybe a little confused about what even constitutes a need and whether, whether yours are important enough to get met. Let us help you find the abundance that comes from learning to listen to God speaking to you through the needs and desires of your heart. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Or maybe you listened to that article that, that we're sharing and you're saying, yeah, but in my life, there's no time for me. Unless I stay up till three o'clock in the morning watching YouTube videos, and becoming a complete mommy, I can't possibly, possibly meet any of my needs. I have nobody helping me. My schedule's insane. This is the best I can do. Thanks for just making me feel less satisfied, Pop Checks. No, we're here to help you figure it all out today. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's take our concerns to the Lord, and then we'll start taking your questions. In the name of the Father, and, and the, the Son, Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we come into your presence today, and we thank you for the gift of St. John Paul's theology of the body, and that you are communicating through his work that you have given us our needs, and that our needs have been given to us so that we cannot merely survive, but truly thrive. Help us to do a better job of listening to your Holy Spirit speaking to us through our needs, 
Help us to remember to bring our needs to you, and rather than trying to meet them on our own or just not meet them at all, ask you to teach us how to have a healthy relationship with our needs and our wants and our desires so that we can pursue those things in a manner that is pleasing to you, that builds our relationships, and that leads to true, authentic communion that comes from the mutual self-donation your servant St. John Paul taught in his Theology of the Body. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary, and in the name of the Father, Father and, and the, the Son, Son and, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. We are here today to talk about what do you need? You know, why is it so hard for us to acknowledge that we have needs or to express those needs, much less expect other people to meet those needs? I mean, even saying that, I expect other people to help me meet my needs. I think that sounds selfish to a lot of folks, mm -hmm. right? Um, and of course, it can be if we just roll over everybody and say, "You will meet my needs this way and this way." You know, I, that's not what it's about, right? But it is about being honest about what our needs are, bringing those needs to God, and saying, "Teach me what you're saying to me through these needs, so I can become the person you created me to be, and have healthy relationships—the kind of communion you created me to live in." Eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Let's talk about your needs today on More to Life. Let's talk now with Victoria, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, Victoria. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi. Can you hear me okay? We can. What's up today? Oh, so good to talk to you guys. God bless you both. Thank um, you. And you? Thanks. So I'm a mother of two uh, boys, and I have a third uh, kiddo on the way. Congratulations. Thank you. And I, um, my husband works full-time, and then I work part-time. And just then, um, I actually have two part-time jobs. I try to average about 10 or so hours a week. Um, if I can, some busier weeks, I'm around 15 hours. But I also stay at home and watch the kids during the day. Mm -hmm. So I'm just looking for guidance on how to better balance kind of what you were talking about myself my kids and I'm I'm actually um, debating if I should even possibly uh, decrease some of my work just because I'm having a hard time kind of what you were talking about going to bed at a good time taking care of all my yeah. spiritual needs and whatnot so any any yeah. insight on that you know just being able to be a good mom sure and, uh, so follow-up question follow here how, how how do you and your husband talk or, or pray about all this right now <laughs> That's a good question. Um, you know, we just kind of start each week with discussing what the week's events are going to be and um, probably could be putting more prayer into it than we do. And, would you, um, and when, when you say that, would you know where to start? Like, what would that look like for you if you put more prayer into it? Probably just taking more time in the evening. Um, I mean, probably just starting with, with just communicating more in general first, just talking. Mm -hmm. And then trying to incorporate more more of that. We probably, honestly, we just don't take enough time, as we used to, like when we were first mm -hmm. um, newly married, to take care of one another in that way. So. Okay, so let me let me let me build on what you're saying here, because I think that you hit the nail on the head. Uh, so, I want you and your husband to create a, a, a talk and prayer ritual, 
where and this this could this doesn't have to take any more than ten or fifteen minutes. Okay, I know you know like you said nobody has time, right? So I don't want you to feel you know overwhelmed by this, but I just want you to take whatever you know carve out some time at some point, whatever is convenient for you during the day, or let at least less inconvenient for you, right? And 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 promise yourselves that you're going to take ten to fifteen minutes to do two things: one, to to talk about you know, not just what needs to be done, right, but kind of how you're doing, like how, how you, you know, how you're actually doing as a person and what you, and just even give yourself permission to ask the question, what do, what would I need to, to function a little better? What would help me do better, to feel better about us, about me, about our family, and talk about that, okay? And, that, and now you're not going to be able to find answers all the time. You know, you're, you're going to feel like, oh, gosh, there's so much going on. I have no idea how we're going to fit all this in. But that's okay. You get it out in the open, and then you pray like this. You know, Lord, we have all these needs and all these parts of our lives that we don't know how to fit together. Teach us. Show us how to be, a, be, a part, be partners to each other and to really take care of each other and to take our own needs and each other's needs seriously and help us to, to create a life that respects the needs that you've built into us, into our relationship, into our family, so that we can be everything you created us to be. That's how I want you to pray about this, okay? So you're not going to have immediate answers to all the, but, but as you pray about it and reflect on it every day and talk about it openly with each other every day, you're going to start to find little opportunities to adjust this here or do that there. And you're going to see over the course of several weeks that things start getting better. And you start feeling like you have more balance because there's this intentional open communication and prayer about what these needs are and where you're going and how to build a life that actually responds to the needs that God has placed on your heart. If you, I think that these suggestions will get you going. If you want more support in this area, I'd like you to follow up with our book, um, the, sorry, Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love, because it talks about how to have this kind of communication and prayer life that enables you to bring your needs to God and, and, and let God teach you how to meet them and build a relationship and life that will help you respond to them well. You know, that's praying for and with your spouse, um, which you can pick up at CatholicCounselors.com. I'd also like to recommend um, our, our Facebook discussion group because we actually are having a conversation about this exact about topic this. today. Um, if you go to Catholic Home, that's spelled H-O-M, it stands for Households on Mission, Catholic H-O-M, family discipleship check out the post i put up today that includes that article i I mentioned earlier and there's a there's a great conversation going on about that there and lots of other good conversations about how to build a healthy domestic church where everybody's needs are getting met including moms thanks for the call victoria we got to go to break with that when we come back we'll be talking with damon owens of joyfulEverafter.org. he's going to be sharing with us some insights from the theology of the body on what our needs what role our needs play in our life and relationships. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. He was a mystic and reformer who died at the age of 33. Matthew Bunsen and the Doctors of the Church. St. Catherine of Siena accomplished something no one thought possible. She convinced Pope Gregory XI to return to Rome after the popes had lived in France for almost the whole of the 14th century. They've been there ever since. For more about the Doctors of the Church, visit doctorsofthechurch.com. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Curo is the Catholic healthcare option you've been searching for. 
from concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro-life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well-being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833-GET-CURO. That's 833-G-E-T-C-U-R-O. Or visit MyCatholicHealthCare.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual funds. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Underwritten in part by this not-for-profit. Are you looking for peace? Longing for joy? Want to meet the giver of all goodness? God is calling the laity to bring Ignatian prayer into the suffering world. Work for the new evangelization. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com. Order your free digital training and manual. Find true happiness and everlasting joy. Go to LordTeachMeToPray.com and click on the red button today. It's free. Approved by the USCCB. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popcheck. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And today our show is titled What Do You Need? as we talk about the importance of recognizing, acknowledging, and meeting our needs, and even expecting the people in our life to help meet them. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Damon Owens of JoyfulEverAfter.org, a theology of the body group that helps revitalize marriages. Hey, Damon, welcome to More to Life. Thank you, Greg and Lisa. Great to be with you as always. So let me ask you, Damon, what insights from the theology of the body can help us understand our needs and the role they play in our life and relationships? Yeah, I got to tell you, this topic, uh, either you or the Holy Spirit's uh, messing with me. <laughs> this is just, this is something that uh, Melanie and I, this 28 years of marriage, this is something that's front and center with us. Um, you know, in our case, the theology of the body and John Paul II really provided this beautiful structure, this ideal, even these formulas and principles that, you know, I've been teaching, my goodness, for almost 20 years, and up until maybe a year ago, I'm thinking I was doing pretty good, pretty mm-hmm. good, and the reality was I just, I have that, uh, that sense of coming to understand my own personal needs in that false heroism, that false sense of uh, giving that, but John Paul II is saying basically, you can't give self-gift without self-knowledge, and that self-knowledge is really coming to the truth of your needs. It allows your spouse to love you. Damon, I'm going to stop you for just a second and ask you if you could stick with us over the break, because I'd actually like to explore this just a little bit more with you in just a couple minutes. Folks, if you're tuning in, stick around for more insights on how the theology of the body can help us relate in a healthier, holier way with our needs. Father Benedict Groeschel. In the church, we speak of seven gifts, wisdom, understanding, counsel, knowledge, loyalty, courage, and reverence or fear of the Lord. When I speak about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and these gifts come, they give you the ability to go beyond your strength. If you're struggling to be a good person, a good member of your religion, 
you know it's a struggle and you don't always make it. I've been at it many, many decades and I still struggle and trip and fall and have holes in my socks. Struggling to be a good person, something that we need help at. And this help comes to us by these gifts of the Holy Spirit. EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. Learn and spread the word about the food, clothing, parenting classes, financial assistance that these resource centers provide moms, and not just for a few weeks after the baby is born, but often for up to four years after birth. Don't assume that just because you haven't heard about pro-life resources or efforts that they don't or aren't available or that the church hasn't been involved. The media, and I know this firsthand from my years of experience, have been working with the abortion industry to suppress information about resources as well as totally misrepresent or blatantly lie about what the pro-life community offers moms and families in need. And last but not least, do some homework and prayerfully give thanks to these pro-life warriors and consider becoming a pro-life warrior yourself. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. I'm Dr. Greg Popcheck. And I'm Lisa Popcheck. And you're listening to the best of More to Life. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. Arguments about money are well known as one of the leading causes of divorce. But these arguments actually have very little to do with financial know-how. Rather, it's about the goals you and your spouse have for your finances and how you feel your money should be used. Here are four steps to managing money problems in your marriage. Step one, examine your conscience. Do your ideas about money line up with what the church teaches about money? Step two, pray about your finances together. Letting God enter into your financial decisions helps couples to act as a team instead of two opposing forces. Step three, use your problem-solving tools. Resolve to take care of your spouse through your money decisions, but use numbers to make decisions, not feelings. And step four, get professional help. You need access to right knowledge to make a sound financial decision for your family's future. See, talking about money doesn't have to be a negative experience. For more marriage guidance, visit us at moretoliferadio.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our show today is titled, What Do You Need? As we talk about the conflicted relationship that we as Christians have with our needs, acknowledging our needs, expressing our needs, and especially expecting other people to help us meet our needs. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And before the break, we were talking with Damon Owens of JoyfulEverAfter.org. And Damon, you were sharing some insights from St. John Paul's Theology of the Body about how that teaching can help us have a healthier relationship with our needs and understand the role they play in our life. One thing that you said that I want to jump off of here is you, you, you kind of critiqued the, what you called the false heroism of denying our yeah. needs. Yeah. Speak to that, and, and what does the theology of the body teach us about a healthy Christian way of relating to our needs? 
yeah, I'll do that. Let me just sit down here because this is going to be one of the <laughs> That's all. That's all. That's all. Yeah. Let's all get comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, yeah, listen, uh, you know, so let me just start with the principle and then I'll share that the false heroism. You know, the principle yeah. is love is self-gift. You guys say this six ways to Sunday beautifully. And John Paul really, it's an act of the will, but you can't give what you don't have. So the self-gift requires self-possession or self-mastery. And that self-mastery is the virtues, right, coming to, to have possession of ourselves. But you can't possess what you don't know. So self-knowledge precedes self-mastery, which allows us to make a self-gift. Now, that self-knowledge is about coming, in this case, to know our own needs, not just the unwillingness to share them, but really doing the hard, courageous work of, of what are my needs, not just wants, not just desires, not just things to survive, as you said earlier, but things to thrive and to grow. And that takes some introspection. It takes prayer. It takes revelation from God. So after teaching this for some 20 years, uh, come to our COVID revelation last year in our marriage that basically I, in this sense of false heroism, have, haven't even done the work to know what my needs are, that I've placed myself as the provider, as the TOB guy, as the husband, you know, the, the material provider of the house to, you know, uh, uh, suppress is the best word, suppress my needs uh, for the good of the family, you know, to, to put uh, their needs above mine, which sounds right because there's truth in it, but the reality is that I have deprived Melanie and the family of how they can love me. In other words, I, they can't brain, they can't read my brain, they can't discern on their own what my needs are. It's my duty to share with them my needs so that they can love me. And Melanie helped me come to this realization last year, and, and it's mutual. We helped each other here to, to really do the work of not just. Uh, sharing your needs, but really come into an understanding of what they are as a gift, as self-gift in receptivity. So if we can pivot that way, that's as helpful for me, maybe for some of your listeners, especially devout Christians, to realize that that receptivity is all about coming to the truth about what our needs are and offering them to God, offering them to the spouse, and to anyone that, that really has been called to love us in our circle. This is how we love. It's in and through these needs. Amen. Damon, thank you so much for sharing this. And thank you for, for kind of sharing your own personal experience with this, too. Cause the I, masculine I, perspective, because, you know, at the beginning of the show where we were sharing the article we launched off at, the author actually says, I don't think men really do deal with this yeah, the way women do. I think do. that's rubbish, honestly. I think it's complete rubbish. <laughs> I think one of the reasons men die earlier than women is because they're so busy suppressing all of their needs emotionally and physically <laughs> mm. and nurturingly that mm. they, they just hold it all in and then, you know, explode. And so I'm really glad that a man who is as connected as you are could admit that e even you can say, no, I, I thought I was being heroic, but I, I wasn't. And it was actually doing myself yeah. and my whole family a, a detriment. Beautiful thoughts, Damon. Thank you so much for being with us. And again, your organization, JoyfulEverAfter.org. It's a powerful marriage ministry that's really revitalizing relationships. And I encourage everybody to go check out the great stuff that you're doing, JoyfulEverAfter.org. Dot O-R-G. Damon, blessings to you and to Melanie and your whole family. Thank you all. You guys are a gift. God bless you. And we are taking your calls today about your needs on our show titled, What Do You Need? 
know, as Christians, as we've been talking about through the whole program, we have a complicated relationship with our needs. We feel guilty for even having them, much less expressing them, much less expecting anybody else to respond positively to them. Or even being able to identify them after a time. So if you find yourself in any of this, you know, um, and you're thinking, where can I begin? You know, how, how, how can I begin to get the people around me to actually clue in to the fact that I have needs? How can I clue into myself to figure them out instead of just concentrating on how I'm going to impress God and everyone in my life? Are my needs actually serious enough to be met? You know, what, what actually is a need even? 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. Let's talk to our next listener who is listening in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, listener in Nebraska. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hi, thank you. Yep. Uh, I just want to resonate with most of the things you've been saying about thinking it's better if I put myself last and just being suspicious of the self-care kind of talk. Sure. Um, but, um, yeah, and just being kind of stressed about trying to do everything and worrying about everything and then getting a little discouraged because when I have shared my needs at times, like, I feel like it didn't do any good. Mm-hmm. Um, and so just kind of that feeling of, okay, well, I just got to hitch up my boots and do it all. Um, and But I do acknowledge that I'm a much better um, wife and mother when I'm thriving instead of surviving. Um, and it says on the board here that you have six littles? Yes, and they're ages seven and under, so it's a lot. Bless you. That, that's a lot. Okay. That is that is beautiful a family, but, but and, a lot. And, and it's a lot. It's it's. And I want to I want to take a moment to honor the allotness of that because some people just go to well, big families are always a lot. And what you have gone through in terms of hormones, lack of sleep, constant transition as you go through trying to to get rebalanced and then having another pregnancy or adoption i don't know how your kids came into your world but both rock your world bringing a new little stranger into the world and making the whole family readjust to that that's such a constant state of flux and such a constant state of giving out that you know for you to even have two seconds to call into a radio show and say i think i'm a little off balance in getting my needs met (laughs) is a miracle in and of itself Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I find that the two main um, needs that I wanted to bring today to ask about are rest <laughs> and yeah. intimacy um, as far as my relationship with my husband. I feel like those two things I'm always wanting, needing, um, and And when you trying. say intimacy, do you mean emotional and spiritual or physical or all of it? All of it. I feel like I, I, feel like I always want more, and so mm-hmm. I'm just... And and then kind of wonder, like, am I just being needy because um, I, I, I get the sense on the other end where I have expressed these things or talked to my husband about them. I, I feel like he's just content and happy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so I feel like I'm always wanting more. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, sometimes there's a good um, effect of, you know, sharing my feelings and stuff. But more often than not, I don't really notice any change. How, how do you and your husband talk and pray about these needs right now? We we don't have a very good prayer life together. Um, once in a while we pray together. I don't know, once, a couple of times a month maybe. Mm-hmm. And, and um, would he be open to doing would, more with that? Yes, yes. And okay. the reason that we don't is because it's always me asking, and I just get discouraged because I wish that okay. it was, you know, and he always will partners. say yes. Right. But I feel 
I feel like it's always me wanting it and not really him. Yeah, and and, and, and I really that, I would. And no, then that gets hard. So so look, I'm I'm gonna. This is the beauty of creating a ritual, okay? I mean, inevitably, there, there's there's one spouse who has to take responsibility for initiating the ritual. And when I say initiating, I mean initiating at first, okay? But once you create a ritual where where you sit down with your husband and say, "Look, let's let's carve out a particular time in the day where we're going to take 15 minutes to pray and talk about our needs." Right, what we need individually, what we need as a couple, what we need as a family, and, and how we can do a better job of responding to all the needs that we have. Let's just take, let's, let's make, make it a, a date that every day at this time, whatever that is, we're going to take that 15 minutes. Okay, and, and, you, and you put it on the schedule. And then the next thing is, let's put it on our phones. Right, so, so we get a, a reminder that we're supposed to be at this place at this time every day to do this. So you're not chasing only, after him. Right. We only do that for appointments with doctors or things the kids need. We need to have that come up and say, we have an appointment to pray for 15, 20 minutes today at 7 o'clock or at 10 o'clock at night when, or while I'm nursing the baby, I'll call you, whatever that is. And I will say this, though. I mean, you know, with a, with a, with a larger family, stuff happens. You know, so if you can't do it at the time that you, 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 you do it, this is one of those, quote, unquote, chores that has to happen before you go to bed. Okay, so it doesn't matter how late it is; it's got to happen. So, so make that commitment to each other that you're going to make this happen somehow before you turn in. Where you're going to take 15 minutes to talk and pray about the needs along the lines that I was just describing with Victoria, who called in a little bit earlier. And and the, and so the the first part of it is just saying, you know, let's let's take stock. You know, what what do we need? individually as a couple as a family to to feel like we are being our best or relating our best you know what would really help us do that now you might at first you're going to feel some resistance to that because you're you're, you're immediately going to think well I, you know i can think of a ton of things that we need i can't figure out any way we could meet them <laughs> okay don't let that intimidate you put it out there saying you know i really just wish that we could do x y and z because i would just feel so much better about myself or about us or about this family if we could get these things done or if we could attend to each other in these ways or be available to each other in these ways just put it out there that's the first step acknowledging that those needs exist then fine acknowledge it and i have no idea how we're going to do this there isn't enough time there isn't enough energy it's just not possible with us and then you bring it to God. And you say, okay, Lord, you know, I, I know you're saying something to us through these needs. You, you gave us these needs. You built us. You built these needs into us. Teach us what to do with them. Teach us how to build a, the life that will reflect and respect these needs that you built into us. And don't feel ashamed about that. You know, you, you said that, that you, you sometimes feel bad because your husband seems more content than you and you just always want more. You know, maybe God put you in your husband's life because he needs to stop settling for so little. It's not that he's content, that he's learned to settle. Yeah, I was going to say, he could be suppressing all sorts of needs, but he's never been taught how to express them, and as long as things are quiet, he's okay. There might be a whole layer under there that he hasn't been able to get to that you'd really be helping him with if and you express this. And when we die and we go to heaven, you know, we're going to be spending eternity in the most intimate, loving communion that we could ever imagine. And we're supposed to be preparing in this life for that communion. So the fact that you want more, the fact that you want more intimacy, more emotional, spiritual, physical, uh, you know, psychological intimacy with your husband, that's a, that's a foreshadowing of the intimacy that God has in store for you in the next life. And, and so it's not, it's not bad that you want that. You need to stand up for that. 
right? And 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 take courage in that. Know that that's God saying to you, I I want you to want more. I want you to want me, and I want you to learn how to receive that by being in a relationship that that where where both of you are are working to give that to each other and receive that from each other. So don't be afraid to press this, okay? Um, and the first step really is just doing exactly what we just described. You know, get, getting those needs out into the open, even if you have no idea how you're going to meet them. And then saying, God, teach us. Yes, and I, I think that on top of everything you're saying about how to pray about this and to schedule it to pray about this, is the fact that when we bring it to God, not only does he inspire us and the Holy Spirit comes through and miracles do happen, but we also take the pressure off ourselves and our spouse because it doesn't. the answer doesn't have to come from us. God just wants to get us to the place where we're open to his Holy Spirit and, and the Holy Spirit's inspiration to change our lives and to set them right. And you don't do that prayer just once. No, it's every you, day. You keep doing it every day till you begin be, to see real changes be, happening. Because Satan has got us all in a trance where we mm, just we just walk yes. around with the, like zombies with the assumption that we're not supposed to get our needs met. That's just the way it's supposed to be. It never even occurs to us to acknowledge that we have them, much less expect to meet them. So having this courageous conversation of just getting them out there, even if you have no idea how they're going to be met, and then bringing them to God and say, teach me how to build a life that respects the needs you've placed on our hearts. That pulls you out of the trance that the enemy has you in and allows you to start being receptive to the plan that God really has for your life. Um, I think that you'll be able to run with the suggestions that we've uh, that we've made here, but I'm going to suggest as a follow-up, especially since you've kind of struggled to be on the same page spiritually, as a couple to really check out and read together um, praying for and with your spouse the way to deeper love it's a book that Lisa and I did that that really talks about how to cultivate a truly intimate marital spirituality you know it's not just having a married married prayer time it's about it's about bringing God into every part of your relationship and asking him to teach you how to have the marriage that he wants for you that's based in the needs that he's written on your hearts Okay, uh, and, and it's all about praying through that. So the book is Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love. Uh, it's available at catholiccounselors.com and anywhere books are sold. But it's, it's a follow-up to the suggestions we made here today, which I think will get you really, really going. But if you know, some people just like to be able to have that information in front of them so that they can keep going deeper. And if there's more we can do, you can always reach out to us here again on the show or through catholiccounselors.com. Thank you so much for the call. What a wonderful witness you are. What a beautiful heart you have. And I'm so glad that you uh, re responded to our topic today. And I hope that these ideas will get you a little bit closer to satisfying the longings of your heart. 877-573-7825. We're talking about needs today on our show titled, What Do You Need? Christians have such a conflicted relationship with our needs. Acknowledging them, expressing them, expecting other people to actually help us meet them. How do we do that in a way that also allows us to be generous, to die to ourselves, and all the other important things that are part of Christian spirituality? Let's talk it out and help you get your needs met. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. And as we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. This is my scripture verse. This, this was up on the door of my closet at Franciscan University every year that I was there because I had 
so many needs and desires for how I wanted to build my life, how I wanted to recover from the family I grew up with, the kind of spouse that I wanted. And and it would be so easy, and I was often so tempted to fall into worry about it, telling myself it would never happen, um, chasing after any guy who looked like he might sort of fulfill it. And and God really gave me this scripture verse that, that let me know that when I focused on him, when I took that prayer time every day, when I found my joy in him, it was God himself that would give me the desires of my heart because he placed them there. Well, and he I want to I want to highlight the, the word desires place. here. He doesn't it doesn't just say delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the basic needs means of survival. Yeah, I think that's an right. important I mean, he's, thing he, to he, know. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you 15 minutes alone in the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> he wants so much more <laughs> for us than that. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Those things that make us ache, those <laughs> things that make us feel like we'll never be able to have that set to rights in our lives. We'll never find that healing. We'll never find whatever that longing is. God's put the longings, the desires of our heart into us, and he wants to be able to fulfill those. But we have to, A, develop that daily relationship, that personal relationship with him, bring all that to him, cry it out to him if we need to, pound on his chest if we need to, and then ask him to help us know what to do, what next steps to take to allow the Holy Spirit into our lives so that he can bring those things to fruition in his way, in his way, so that it's not some counterfeit awful thing that Satan wants to give us. Again, if you want to meditate on that in your prayer time, it's Psalm 37, verse 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Well, today we're talking about those desires of your heart and the needs that you have at 877-573-7825. Let's talk about what's getting in the way of you being willing to acknowledge your needs or express your needs or get the people around you to take your needs seriously. 877-573-7825. More to Life will continue right after this. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Does waving to a neighbor improve our well-being? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. According to a Gallup survey from last month, it does make us feel better. It's hard for some people to wave or even say hello to a neighbor. For some, it's just the opposite. In our community in Michigan, neighbors drive by and rarely wave. In Florida, where we spend some time, it's just the opposite. The survey indicates that people who regularly say hello to multiple neighbors have higher well-being scores. The perfect zone of well-being is six greetings. A greeting may be a wave, a hello, a fist bump, or even a grunt. There are other benefits like feeling safe, financial well-being, and even career well-being. In Scripture, 1 Peter teaches us to keep loving one another earnestly and show hospitality without grumbling. Check out the Journey Strong tab for more on how friendliness leads to well-being at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This Ave Maria program is brought to you by the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes. 
Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From Sponsored TVN with host David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. In theater September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the biblical highway. Information in Route60.movie. That's Route60.movie. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, and today we have been talking about how to have a healthy godly relationship with your needs and if any of you who you know maybe just tuned in um heard me say that and thought wait a minute i'm not allowed to have needs i'm a christian <laughs> well then you should probably listen to the podcast because we've been uh, talking please this listen later. And I <laughs> download the say, show and check it out because you're going to be surprised this i know that this particular <laughs> show is going to get a lot of chatter and if you want the article that that originally you know we launched at the beginning you know, please look at Catholic HOM. It's a completely free... On Facebook. On Facebook. It's completely free, but you do have to, you know, ask to join. We'll let you come right in. Yeah, it's our, it's our discussion group called Catholic Home, Catholic HOM Family Discipleship, which is all about how to create a household that is genuinely attentive to each other's needs uh, and is a godly, holy household um, and, you know, really cultivates that kind of intimacy that comes from attending generously to each other. That's on Facebook at Catholic HOM Family Discipleship. And please go ahead and listen to the podcast later on if you miss parts of it and share it with some of those people in your life who you're thinking, oh my goodness, my friend really needs to hear this. I know this applies to them. Now, most of the calls, and in fact, the calls that, we, that are remaining, we only have about a minute and a half, so I'm not going to take the calls, but I'm going to respond in general to the questions that are on the board here, because they... they We've got a theme going on through the show, which is basically we've had a lot of moms in particular. Um, but, but as da- we but saw Damon with Damon shared, Owens, this happens with men. Um, you know, who are saying, look, there are just a lot of needs. And I don't know that there's the time or the energy or even the interest um, to, to meet them. And I don't know where to start. So here's where you start. You need to start, number one, by carving out time every day, for even 10 or 15 minutes, for you and your husband, or even you and your family, to sit down and say, what do we need individually and as a family or individually and as a couple to really feel good about ourselves and each other? And actually, you'll be really surprised because when you ask, and you even ask the kids, it'll cut out half the stuff you're running around doing trying to make everybody happy, guessing. Yeah, because you're, 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 we, we tend to do things, so many things for our spouse and our kids instead of doing things with our spouse and our kids. Um, and, and they don't necessarily want all those things. They, they would prefer to do things with us. But you ask that question, first of all, what do we need as individuals and as a family or as individuals and as a couple to, to feel like we were being our best and relating as our best? And then you get all that stuff out in the open and you say, I have no idea how to get any of this met. None, none whatsoever. So then you pray, Lord, help us to know how to have a healthy relationship with these needs. You've placed them on our heart. Clearly, you have a plan for meeting them. Show us what it is. Help us to be better partners. Help us to be a better family. Help us to be a better couple. Help us to really listen to each other's needs and build a life 
that responds to those needs the way you want us to. We place ourselves under your care. Teach us how to live. I promise you, God will honor that prayer, and God will honor that effort. If you'd like to learn more about how to do it, check out our book, Praying For and With Your Spouse, The Way to Deeper Love. And and check out our Catholic, uh, Catholic Home, Catholic HOM Family Discussion Group on Facebook. God bless you all. Have a wonderful day. And remember, with God's grace, there is so much more to life. Get out there and celebrate the life he has in store for you. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.